You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White, and today's episode is called How to Build a Referral Network with Allied Health Professionals. When I work with coaches who are starting their coaching businesses, the first question they often ask is, how do I get clients? So I want to talk to you today about the most effective way to do that, to become known and to start connecting with potential clients, and that is by building a referral network with allied health professionals. Let's start at the beginning and say that when you start a business, the first thing that you need to do, apart from getting your program set up and doing all of your business admin and setting up your systems, is to start marketing. When you know who you serve, what you sell, how much it costs and what the benefits are, you're ready to go out there and start promoting yourself. But what is the best way to start marketing? To answer that, let's go back a step and acknowledge that there are three main phases or parts to starting to market your business. The first part is becoming known. Nobody knows who you are when you get started, so you need to have your brand out there. You need brand awareness. You want people to recognize you as a person who does X to become familiar with how you work with people and the types of results you can get. So becoming known is that first stage. Beyond that, You want to be starting to connect and engage with people, to build that regular communication, which is the thing that builds trust and rapport. And then after a while, when you have those relationships starting to grow, you can start making offers from time to time for people to buy your services or to try a free service. And working in an industry where quality and credibility are essential, health and wellness coaches can gain a huge advantage when it comes to starting their businesses by networking with allied health professionals. It takes time to build rapport and relationships in any sense, but these specific relationships are the ones that are going to help you to build the most meaningful connections and best quality clients. And if you start doing this networking soon, as soon as you start your business, you'll you'll more easily build qualified referrals and fill your sales pipeline. In my local coaching business, I networked with GPs while I was in the startup phase of my program. I consulted with them and got opinions and ideas on my coaching program approach and some of my inclusions. And within two years, I was being listed on clients' GP care plans as a practitioner and was referred clients on a regular basis. So how did I get there? What does all this mean? Let's take a step back and explore what this means and what it involves so that you can start building your own relationships with allied health professionals professionals, and start getting referrals. The first point or thing that I want to talk about is that it starts with trust. Even when a client is ready, willing and able to buy to get help with their health and well-being situation, they're generally only going to buy from somebody that they know, like and trust. And let's face it, as a new business owner, nobody knows you. They have no idea who you are. You may not have that trust and connection yet, and that's why you need to start with a referral network. It's so important. Further to that, consider how much more weight a referral has when it comes from an allied health practitioner compared to a referral from, say, a friend of yours or your sister or a family member. People see medical professionals and allied health professionals as trustworthy and reliable, and so that sentiment transfers to you as their referral partner. So it really does make sense to start building allied health relationships early on in your business 
so that you can position yourself and your business as credible, professional, and reputable. The second thing I want to say is that referrals build referrals. Well, what does that mean? An easy way to get referrals from allied health practitioners is to meet and network with them and to refer your friends and family, your colleagues, to those practitioners in the first place. So you're starting the referral process. This works even if you don't have any clients. You can become their client. You can visit the local chiropractor, physiotherapist, doctor or other allied health professional and build a relationship with them. Use them for your treatments. See how you like them and figure out if they're aligned in values or not. And for the ones that you like, you can start referring your friends and family to those practitioners. Do this and they're going to get to know you and they'll more likely want to reciprocate. So think about that now. Which local practitioners in your area could you use the services of and could you potentially refer people to? That's something for you to go away and think about to make a list of those people and to start meeting them and seeing if they're your kind of person. I say that because not everybody is going to be your kind of person in your in a personality fit. And I think especially when you're referring to somebody in health, it makes sense that the people who like you are going to also like the people that you like, <laughs> if you get what I mean. So if you don't like or get on with a particular allied health professional, it doesn't make sense for you to refer people to them because they may be expecting someone like you and getting someone different. The third point to talk about is that networks build collective knowledge and this is really important. When you maintain your professional networks and relationships, that is when you keep in touch with people and you see them regularly a few times a year and attend events with them, then you're going to enjoy added benefits like keeping your finger on the pulse with developments in your local area and in the health industry more generally. Here's an example. A few years ago, I attended a Medicare local meeting in my shire. I had the chance to network with allied health professionals that I already knew, and I got to meet some new practitioners in the area. I also learned about some of the common problems that our sector and our particular local area was facing generally in terms of funding, information sharing, and key client issues. And some of those I was able to help with. I was able to make a couple of useful contributions to the meeting and build trust with those practitioners. And I learned very quickly that these sorts of events were so worth attending because they helped me firstly to support other practitioners while also building trust in my network, but also allowed me to identify new business opportunities. In addition, as allied health practitioners came to know me better, they understood how I helped people. And they were able to send clients to me that were the right kind of client for my niche with the exact kind of problem that I helped to solve. As they say in marketing, my referral partners, my allied health referral partners, were sending me pre-qualified leads, people who were suited to my program and to my way of working. And the impact of that was that it increased my sales conversion rate so that around 90 to 95% of all people who inquired about my services would buy from me. I'm sure you would like that kind of close rate with your inquiries. Having someone do the filtering work for you 
is really helpful. And allied health professionals are very well positioned to do that because they understand clients and their problems. They can see whether there's a personality fit and they can make that referral if it's relevant. So I'm sure I've convinced you now that it's really worth building a referral network with allied health professionals and here's how to do it. Here are five steps I'd like to share with you to get started on building this network. The first thing you need to do is to get professional business cards printed with your photo, contact details and your website or social media links on them and ideally a LinkedIn profile. Even if you don't have a website, having a LinkedIn presence is one of those professional markers. The second thing to do is to start developing your professional identity, who you are, your personality, your style, and to bring that out into a clear, simple, elevator pitch style overview that says, I'm this person, this is what I do, this is who I help, and here's how I deliver it. And if you're in my Facebook group, the Coaching Success Accelerator, you can go to unit one in there and download the worksheet for a step-by-step process on how to develop that pitch. If you're not in the group, go ahead and ask to join. So that's coming up with a bit of a clarity statement around what you do and who you help. So that when you're making those network introductions, you're able to explain yourself clearly and simply. Once you've got those two things sorted out, your business cards and that pitch, you can go to www.healthdirect.gov.au slash Australian hyphen health hyphen services or your equivalent in your country to help you identify the health services in your local area. You can make a list of all of those businesses that you think are relevant to your services and niche. So for me and my business, which in the past has primarily been around healthy eating and weight loss, it made sense for me to contact diabetes educators and podiatrists who worked with people with diabetes and other services that focused on those areas, including nutritionists and dietitians. Once you've figured out who those agencies are, then you can decide on how you'll approach those people to make contact. And that's the fourth step. So the fourth step is figuring out for each of those how you'll get in touch. And here are some examples. You could send a letter of introduction with who you are, what you do, a bit maybe your elevator pitch, your qualifications, and what sorts of services you offer, and requesting a meeting if you like. You could phone them to request a meeting so you can catch up and introduce yourself. You could book an appointment as their client, as mentioned earlier. You could attend a local allied health event, or you could approach a chronic disease organisation that relates to your niche, if there is one. For example, the Diabetes, uh, Baker RDI Heart um, Diabetes Foundation, Heart and Diabetes, or the Psoriasis Foundation, or the Asthma Foundation, or whatever it is. The final step, the fifth step, is to start scheduling appointments and reaching out to those professionals to introduce yourself and in that meeting to discuss a referral process that suits you both. They may have something in place that they already use and you could ask them about that or you could develop something together. So that's the five steps to get started with building your referral network. Here's a summary of what we've talked about today. 
Firstly, referrals are a great, great way to become known, to start and build your business. And then the credibility and respect attached to referrals from allied health professionals may be at least as good or greater than referrals that you might get from the general public, and they're more likely to be qualified leads. That means you can convert a higher percentage of inquiries to sales. And further, you get to keep your finger on the local and industry pulse and to help other practitioners, plus identify business opportunities where you can help them with their clients. So what are you waiting for? It's time to follow a simple five-step process that I've given you today so you can start building your referral network with allied health professionals. And that way, you'll be able to start generating a steady stream of inquiries to fill your programs and your future sales pipeline. If you're interested in learning how to do this, you can visit my website, melaniejwhite.com forward slash contact and send me an email and we can make up a time to chat. For now, I hope you have a fantastic week wherever you are in the world and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye for now.